from 10,000 followers to 75,000 followers in just four months. It's what my friend, my dear friend, Chelsea Hange has done over the past four months. And I cannot wait for you to hear the part one and part two of this interview. Chelsea is a dear friend of mine. She's actually been my health and life coach since 2019. I've had the privilege of working on some of her content. She's worked with me. She's been my coach for years. The whole reason I asked Chelsea to come on is because of her rapid growth. She, of course, had a lot of videos go viral and had a lot of trolls come out. And one of the biggest things you all ask me about or or tell me you're concerned about is just that, is like the trolls and the fear of visibility and what are people going to say and all of that, which is completely valid fear. So because Chelsea is trained in a special subconscious modality called Orpheus, I it's something I have done several times. I've had like crazy miraculous. I don't like to use the word miraculous, but like literally like I've had crazy results using these Orpheus tracks. I've actually stopped going to traditional therapy and just work with Chelsea now one-on-one because like the changes I've seen have been like just so much faster. So really the whole reason I had her on is to come on to talk about the subconscious um, work that you can do to, you know, help you not have such a like visceral response when you have the trolls. But it ended up being such an awesome conversation because she was like right in the midst of this really rapid growth and rapid growth of like targeted actual, you know, the right followers too. And it's actually led to more sales in her program, which is the whole reason we do this, right? Like it's not just rapid growth for rapid growth's sake. So anyway, she was in the midst of that when we were doing our recording. So the whole first half of the episode, we were just talking about what she did, uh, the shift that she made. And it was such a minor shift y'all. And you're going to freaking love it. It like totally fits the ethos of this podcast, this minor shift she made that made her kind of blow up in just a few months. And then in the second half, part two, we talk about the actual subconscious work and things that you can do to not only prepare your nervous system for rapid growth, but things you can do once the trolls actually come out. So I think you're really going to love this part one and part two. So here goes part one. Welcome to Holistic Marketing Simplified, a podcast for health and wellness professionals looking to simplify their marketing. I'm your host, Molly Cahill, and this podcast is brought to you by Holistic Marketing Hub, our hybrid program that supports you with personalized coaching, caption templates, and virtual classrooms. In this program, we teach health and wellness professionals how to fish, but we also bait their hook. Head to holisticmarketinghub.com to learn more and use code podcast for $100 off. You can find full show notes, resources, and more at mollycahill.com slash podcast. Chelsea Haynes, my BFL. I'm so excited you're on the show. Chelsea has been my health and life coach since what, 2019 or 20? Yeah. I think 2019, 2018, 2019. We were connected through a mutual friend and then we just hit it off. And it's shocking that we've never met in real life because we literally talk weird all day, every day. Yes. <laughs> and we talk about everything. So I'm so happy you're here. Welcome. Welcome. I'm so, I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you. I'm so proud of this podcast and I am a true fan and honestly grateful to be on the giving end of it. <laughs> well, I owe a lot of it to you. I think everyone needs a business coach and everyone needs a life coach and health coach. Like I, well, Chelsea, you're kind of like the two in one, but we also <laughs> bounce business ideas off each other as well. So yes. I feel like, I don't know. So 
I already did your intro, but tell us a little bit about you, Chels. Yes. Story? Well, because you have a very interesting story. Yeah, there's a lot of different avenues for this story, but I think, you know, the the main thread through it all is just experiencing very traumatic and random hardships, but trusting myself through it all at different stages in my life, you know. So there's there's a big uh a big piece of what I do now is rooted back to childhood abandonment. My father left my mom had to file bankruptcy. We lost our home, literally like the guys in black suits knocking on the door kind of situation. We moved. And of course, you know, the way that my mom and my brother and I all dealt with that really confusing time. I actually found a journal recently and I wrote that. Oh, so yeah. to think like what we've been through in the last few years, these unknown confusing times, it mm -hmm. was exactly what it was like when I was just pre-pubescent, 12 years old. So um, a lot of what I do now is reflection, a reflection of me digesting and processing those formative years of my life. And, you know, fast forward, I think the stress of those years eventually turned into an autoimmune disease. So that mm -hmm. kind of fast forwarded me into eventually exploring gut health, which was which came after college. So all through high school, all through college, I was experiencing psoriasis. It was just getting worse and worse. I was using steroid creams and I was just getting very frustrated with the allopathic symptom management model. And of course, Molly knows deeply, we always love to say, bless that medicine around here. And I still, uh, you know, foundationally use medicine in all of, you know, what I do personally and for my clients. And there was, you know, this deeper piece of me that was kind of tugging at my intuition to dig deeper. You know, there's got to be something else going on here. I inherently just don't believe, again, the the Western model of autoimmune disease that your immune system is attacking itself. I, I just don't believe that. I truly mm -hmm. believe that there's something else going on in the body that's causing the immune system to go awry. And there's a reason for it. And for me, that path looked like gut health. And then of course, the huge secondary, and I would almost even say the missing piece for many of my healing journey years was the subconscious and mindset work, which is eventually what led me to becoming a health and life coach, because that mindset work is so, so, so important. And here yeah. we are now the founder of the gut health agency, where we put it all together with a pretty bow on top. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to talk about that. So just, so as a primer, we're going to talk about one thing, Chelsea's Instagram has recently just like blown up. So we're going to talk about just like, yes technically just some things she's done, but then we're also going to talk about the main reason I wanted to have Chelsea on is because so many people have this block around visibility and showing mm -hmm. up and fear of being on camera and, yeah. or fear of the trolls. And so we're going to dive into that and we're going to dive yes. into like the subconscious um, side of that, which is really exciting. Yeah. But Chelsea, one thing you glazed over on your story is that you, you, the yacht stuff. You have to just tell oh. that part real quick. Like that's oh, to yeah. me the most interesting. <laughs> like Chelsea's taught Beyonce yoga on a super yacht. Like this is true. <laughs> so actually, this is really cool because I think you know that that you're right. There was a big pillar to my self development, and that was in 2015. I got divorced, and yeah, you know, I was married young. It was kind of a shotgun kind of wedding. We fell deeply in love. And we got married and, you know, it lasted for six years. And I, I say we separated with as much love as we got married with. And, you know, ultimately when you get married young, you grow apart and we wanted different things, but that separation didn't make it any easier. Mm -hmm. And it was sort of my personal eat, pray, love 
moment. Um, six months after we had separated, I had moved into a house with a girlfriend. So I was living with a roommate again for the first time um, in many, many years after having been married. And I was driving to the yoga studio. I was teaching yoga full time at, at this time. So, you know, the, the process of self-development had been unraveling and unfolding for many years just through my process of yoga and self-reflection, svadhyaya is what we call it. And um, becoming a yoga teacher was really transformative. And I think the first step in becoming a teacher or a leader or a guide for other people and learning how to become confident in that role. But driving to the yoga studio, and I think this, this is important to the story because it comes back to really trusting your gut and trusting your intuition. I had this really profound clairaudient moment. And if you've ever heard of the term clairvoyant, clairaudient is, is an audible sensation, uh, you know, almost like a voice yeah, from yeah. outside. Yeah. There's, there's never a few heard that. Yeah. Clairvoyant, I, I believe is, is visions. So you have yeah, like these yeah. visions. Clairaudient um, is, is sound and, and like this really mm. profound audible. For me, it was like a command from God. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. It was a very clear, specific you have to move on to a boat. And that was that was the direction that was given to me. <laughs> and you're like, what? I, I was like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> what the hell do I do with that? There's also clairsentient, which is like a deep feeling and sensation. Ah. So there's a bunch of like different ways that we can communicate with our intuition and, and that which is greater than us through different senses that we have. But for me, I, there's been a few pivotal moments in life that I'm, I'm very specifically and directly guided by a voice to tell me to do something. Now, whether it's my own voice or my intuition or God or the Holy Spirit or the universe or whatever you want to call it, it's something else telling me what to do and me just surrendering and listening. And, and that, again, is kind of relevant to the Instagram blowing up recently. But I pulled over. It was so such a profound message. And I called my only friend who I thought might be able to help me. And she had just retired from being a yacht stew. And I thought, well, I've been told I have to move on to a boat. And you're the only <laughs> person who I know who has ever lived on a boat. And she, she basically was like, well, I've had this conversation about 30 times and no one's ever followed through. And I said, Amanda, I will be the first person to follow through. And sure enough, um, about three months later, I had sold all my belongings. I had found someone to cover all, you know, my full-time yoga teaching gig. I had, I had to find a new home for my kitty, which was the most devastating part of the whole thing. You know, I found someone to sublet my apartment that I had just signed a lease on. And I packed my entire life into two suitcases and I moved onto a super yacht to teach yoga to the top 1% entrepreneurs in the world. And that include teaching Bay and Jay family yoga, with Lou, <laughs> which was pretty cool. Um, but that, you know, that, that was just, you know, I think, I think the thread of being in that environment and being amongst the wealthiest people in the world, truly the moment we got into the yoga mat, it was very clear that we just all want the same thing. And that's to mm -hmm. be safe, to be loved and to be accepted. And if we are not feeling one of those things then we will, sabotage and we will do things that go against our own morals in order to seek those needs of being safe, loved and accepted. And <clears throat> it doesn't matter where you land on the socioeconomic uh, scale, we still need those three things. And yeah. that also ties into kind of um, later on in the conversation when we get to yeah. doing the work to feel those things inside, knowing that uh, perceived threat and real threat process the same in the body. And uh, of mm -hmm. course you can imagine, I'm sure for Beyonce, she's probably had to do a lot of this kind of coaching and work because <laughs> feedback from the general public yeah. is, is heavy. Ooh, so, I just got yeah. chills too. When you're talking about that, when you get on the mat, we're all the same, we all have the same needs. That's crazy. Yeah. So let's dive into like the 
it's like just the technical, like, let's talk about the Instagram part first, because you've yeah. always been active on Instagram. You were up to like what? 10,000. Yeah. And you've got a couple different accounts. Yeah. So I have a personal account. So I guess I'll just like kind of share a little bit the history of my business account, yeah. which I started 10 years ago, which by the way, I just have to throw this out there. I realized I had this deep belief or mantra that it quote unquote takes 10 years to be an overnight success. And that is something that I have told myself practically my whole life out of fear of, I feel behind. I feel behind mm, in okay. life. I've been posting on this account in 2023 will hmm. be 10 years. And wow. it literally in January, the first month of 2023 is when it has blown up. So like, I don't know, there's something to that. So I started my business account in 2013 when I became a yoga teacher. It was originally Sola Yoga. Um, and then I have my personal account. So I have like my family account. It's a private account where I share like my cat and my husband and, you know, living life in Panama a little bit and really ridiculous and funny memes, really cat videos and funny memes. But my business account really, you know, and I, and I had to make the decision to do that because I think as a solopreneur where many of us have created a personal brand as part of our business model, which I think is really important in today's day and age. It can be helpful to differentiate what you post where, because obviously we are multi-passionate beings, but sometimes it can be, I, I would say, less confusing for our audience. I think our audience understands and knows that we are human beings, but maybe more confusing for us as people who desire to post more about our lives. And for me, as a projector by human design and someone who gets burnt out really easily and tired really easily... I had to kind of set my own boundaries with social media. And that personally looked like I'm going to share more of my like family photos and, and, you know, I don't know, special occasions, vacations, more so on my personal account. Yeah. And then my business account really is going to be where mm. I engage and post intentionally for my community, my ideal client and the people who I believe I can help and serve in a powerful way. So it was very two different energies there for me personally. Yeah. And I think that was important for me to decipher on the Instagram journey. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to pause you there just to say, if anybody's listening, I, you know, that like I've always taught almost always just to have yes. one account. And that's only because Chelsea has, you're like an OG Instagrammer. So it's clearly yeah. something you enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually still, got on Instagram when it was literally just the reason why I got on Instagram was because I used to be like an amateur photographer. So I was uh, like, Ooh, a new platform where I can share my amateur photography. Photos, yeah. it's, it's fun. My That's photos. Cool. That's why I got an Instagram in like 2010 yeah, or whatever. You were like an OG, like early adapter. Yeah. I still only have one account only because I, I just like, don't find joy in do like, I don't want to have two separate. I don't want to, so I will still post some personal things. I'll just usually post it to my stories or, you know, the personal content is part of the content ecosystem that I teach. So I'll just do like one post here or there, but I do always tell people like, if you, if you enjoy that, like if Instagram is how you keep in touch with your family and your friends and you want to post a picture three times a day of your cat or your plants or your kid or whatever, like absolutely have a separate account. The only yeah. reason I teach that having one account is because so many people already feel, feel overwhelmed yes. with the idea of it that I'm like, don't feel like you need to. Yes. And then I would see these solo, I can think of a few chiropractors off the top of my head who 
were solo in practice and they had like a clinic page and they had their, you know, personal brand page. Yeah. And all they would do is like cross post the same stuff back and forth. And I'm like, well, then what's the point? Just double down on one page. So again, like, as you know, the whole ethos of this podcast is that there is no such thing as one size fits all. So I just felt the need to kind of like go there. I've actually thought about starting a second personal account just to post more. Cause I don't post on Facebook used to be the place where I kept up with my friends and family. And yeah, I hate Facebook. But see, honestly, Molly, for me, like you said, because I had been on Instagram and because when I became a yoga teacher in 2013, back then Instagram, at least the Instagram that I knew was very much like it was visually appealing and it was very much like yoga heavy. So in my mind, like mm. when I logged into Instagram, I like I have two very distinct communities and like the people that are on my personal account literally are my best friends and my family. So when I log into that feed, I see those posts yeah. for those people. Now, when I log into my business account, I see a completely different feed. So that was also kind of right. the secondary purpose of growing this business account. And it has evolved. Again, I've been posting on this account for 10 years now. So it was very easy for me. Like, I don't ever feel pressured to log into my personal account. And when I do, I know it's because I'm going to be like sharing a ridiculous meme or literally DMing like my best college girlfriends, which now that my business account has blown up, I'm proudly saying that because it's taken 10 years to get there. No, Um, own it, girl. Thank you. (laughs) Um, You know, it's almost like, it almost feels more now, of course there is some cross pollination there, but even for my friends, like my best friends in college, they've even said to me, like when I started posting more regularly, they're like, I don't follow your business account. I hope that's okay. I'm like, first off, there's, (laughs) you don't even have to tell me that you don't have to explain anything, but knowing that like my friends are not my ideal clients. And, you know, for anyone in network marketing too, this is also like a big takeaway, which I also do affiliate marketing and I sell different things. Like I'm not necessarily marketing to my friends. Like, and I want to have a place where we can send funny memes to each other without there being like weird feelings where they feel like they have to unfollow me or mute me or something like that. You know, it's just, it's two different energies for me personally. And it's, I wouldn't, to anyone who's like, I don't have two accounts and I don't want it. I would never say, go make your own personal account just for that reason. Like for me, it just, it, it happened that way. Well, and too, <laughs> it's like still a place of joy for you. So like, yes. do, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. The only reason I wanted to stop and say that is just because I want, I didn't want people to think like, oh my gosh, can I not post personal stuff on my business account? And I'm like, no, that's not no. what she means by that. No. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Let's talk. What is this shift you've had recently? Like, I know we were oh. just talking a couple months ago and you were really frustrated because you felt like yes. you were just hovering around yes. the 10,000 mark, which is huge, by the way, which is so funny. Isn't it funny how our, we get on that hedonic treadmill and we're just yes. like 10,000. Yes. <laughs> well, and you know what? You're right. And, and okay. So let me lay it out. First it's off. It's not like time, you were complaining. I don't mean it like that. It's just funny. No, but how, I was frustrated. I for yeah. sure was frustrated. Right. Because this is like, then you kind of get stuck in like this algorithm piece. So there was a few things that built up to what I felt like all of a sudden, like a plug being pulled. Number one, I, it's really important that people know that all 10K of those people were completely organic. And it, and I am not saying, I know many people who hit 10K in like three months from a brand new account. I'm just saying for me personally, I think the way that I had built this account was so slowly and over time, the algorithm had kind of saw my account as this like, slow burn kind of thing. I might be making this up, but this is what it felt like for me. Okay. 
you know, so all 10 K of those people were organic. I've never once paid for likes, paid for followers. I've never even like, I would say there was two things that kind of helped me get to that 10 K mark. And that was number one, doing PR, which most PR is paid. I had one big PR CNN article that went viral that was not paid. And that was because a British journalist reached out to my Instagram account when this account was the Yogi Yachty. So I've changed mm. the name of this account a few times. And again, timing was kind of right. I was working on a private super yacht below deck on Bravo TV was starting to become a thing. Okay. Okay. There were not many <laughs> yacht stews on Instagram. Yeah. I was kind of like the Yogi Yachty. I was one of the first ones doing this like yoga on yachts and sharing it on social media. So that CNN article, all of a sudden, I think my account went from 2000 followers to 4,000 followers. Now mm -hmm. we're going back to like 2017. Yeah. I that's think. a big growth. Yeah. But that was like, oh my gosh, PR works. Like this is cool. People are seeing that article and they're following my Instagram because of it. So when I started my business, I did pay for a featured article. I'm totally transparent about that. You know, most PR is paid again. I'm, there's nothing wrong with that. And that helped as well. So that was a featured article. It became featured in Yahoo Finance and it was spread out. So that helped further my growth, but it wasn't as instant or as organic as that other article, which ironically was not paid. So, you know, there's, there's maybe some energy behind that too. So, you know, that, that, you know, over the years, and then I had a couple friends whose accounts blew up and they, they mentioned my name a couple times, right? So cross pollinating with other large accounts, we did some IG lives that helped. So cross pollinating was really important. And I know Molly, you teach that a lot, like collaborating mm -hmm. is very, very, very important. So then I finally hit the 10K mark and I had thought in my mind, like, as soon as I hit 10K, it's just going to be like a floodgate, you know, because that's what I had heard uh -huh. from other accounts that blew up. Like, oh, I was thinking that once I hit 10K, I had this belief that like, once I hit the magical 10K mark, <clears throat> then it was just going to be like all systems go. And for all of 2022, I did not go beyond a thousand more followers. Literally the entire year, I was like 10K followers. I think January 1st, 2023, I was like 10.7. Mm -hmm. So like the entire year. So here I am thinking like the magic number is going to get me there and it didn't. So I will say energetically, there was also a piece of me where it was like, I was disappointed and I kind of did get stuck in this, like, what am I doing wrong now? Simultaneously, this is really important. I really think foundationally for anyone who's like, I'm ready to blow my Instagram up. I want a large amount of followers because you have to want it. That's really important, right? I was, my mantra for the entire year of 2022 was I am ready for the big numbers. That's literally all I said to myself in business, on Instagram, on social media. I, I was like preparing my nervous system for big numbers because I know for me and my personal journey and seeing what bankruptcy did to my mom and kind of living and healing a scarcity mindset and being fearful of success. I knew I had to prepare my nervous system for big numbers. So all year long, that was my mantra. I'm ready for big numbers. I'm ready for big numbers. And every time I got frustrated, I just gave it back to God. I would ask for a sign and then I would find my sign, which would remind me that I'd had to trust the timing of it all. So like there's a lot of quote unquote woo 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 talk here, but <laughs> woo, 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 woo. Yeah. 
for me, it's an energetic thing. It's a nervous system thing. And preparing my nervous system was huge because then now when I log into Instagram and I see all these notifications, rather than getting overwhelmed and stressed out, I'm celebrating it. And I do mm. believe Molly in a past life of mine or in a few, a few years ago, if I had seen you have a hundred new comments or you have a hundred new followers, I would have clammed up and panicked because uh -huh. The belief is now I have to respond to all these people. What do I do with all these people? I don't want this. Oh my gosh. I just had to take a deep breath because I'll never forget. I had this like pivotal moment when I don't even remember. I think I maybe had one virtual assistant and that was it. But I was still very much in charge of everything. Like I said, she did like anything. She was amazing. She did like what I asked, but like I was still very much the driver of everything. This is before I had Carolyn, who's my online business manager, who posted about him on stories yesterday. And she's like hiring her was like the pivotal moment. I can like track back to like rapid growth. But anyway, yes. um, I remember I'd gotten like, same with several, me by the way. And my what? Michaela, she, mine's my Michaela. Yes. Oh my gosh. hundred yes. <laughs> percent. Matt was always like, what would I do if you like get hit by a bus? I'm like, call Carolyn. I don't know. Like you'll figure it out. <laughs> I, I was in a Panera and this is when we still lived in Gulf breeze and Florida. And I was in a Panera and I got like two inquiries in a row. And then I got this one. I don't remember what all happened, but it was just like a whole, and I was just like, <gasps> and it was Here success, it right? Like it was a good thing. It wasn't a bad thing, but I literally had a panic attack, like an actual, like I got really dizzy. I thought I was going to faint. Oh my God. I'm like feeling it now. I'm a body. And I, um, I texted Kate Cordsmeyer and I was like, I'm having a panic attack. Can you talk? And she's like, she's like, she calls me. She's like, okay, take a deep. She's like walking me through these breath exercises. So it's funny because I think we think we're like, oh, this is like all our problems will be solved and we'll just be so happy when, but it's, I love what you said about you have to prepare your nervous system. Yes. <laughs> because yes. Here it's I was wanting more business. I got it and I panicked. Yep. The fear of success is a huge, I would say way bigger for all my entrepreneurs here. We're not afraid of failure. Like most hmm. of us, are over that. Like that was like early on in our journey. And, you know, we've, we've, be, we've overcome that, you know, we know that we can pivot, we can change failures, never actually failure. It's always learning. Like we, we've embodied that. I think at this point for many mm -hmm. people as business owners, but the fear of success and like next level and success next level. Yes. is, is Ooh. that's huge. It's yes. huge. And there's a mantra out there that I try not to say to myself, but I know I do believe it somewhere because every time I'm saying it, I'm like, oh, there it is again. At every new level is a new devil. And it's mm -hmm. like, okay, maybe that devil is just ourselves and like the fear of what that new level is going to bring. Well, I think a lot of the people listening to this are people who are like, we give our best. We always mm -hmm. give our best. And so mm -hmm. to think that like, even in, in Holistic Marketing Hub, it is not meant to be I mean, it's not meant to be a one-on-one -on -one coaching program, but in my brain, exactly. I'm like, I have to give, I have to give, you know, top level one-on-one -on -one coaching service to 100%. every single student. And I'm like, no, that's not what they're paying for. That's not yep. what I advertise. But yep. in my brain, I'm like, if I don't know each one of these students personally, then like, this is just like, and that's where I go. And so that's what I've been working yep. on with you. I know. And then my new coach, Lisa Fabergat, we're working yes. on like a lot of visibility stuff and it's just yes. wild. 
Well, when you think about it, right, it's, it's a people pleasing mm -hmm. piece of us. Mm -hmm. We just talked about this as well with my mindset membership. It's a $50 a month buy-in. It's like a very accessible <laughs> thing for people. But for me, it's like, I, it's, it's really hard to set that boundary between my high touch point one-on-one -on -one clients versus a membership. Right. But, but as human beings, we can't realistically be expected to do that, but that is the fear, right? The, the empathic side of us that says, I want to give it all to everybody, which in turn is holding us back from wanting the big numbers because yes. the thought is, how am I going to do that? How is that going to be sustainable? If I have a hundred people in my membership, how am I going to respond to all those DMs every yeah, week? And you can't, like, you can't, you can't. So preparing your nervous system for the big numbers. Again, my entire 2022, I kept telling myself that I said it out loud. I know I said it to you. I said it to a few other like business yeah. besties of mine. I said yeah, it to I my remember. husband all the time. I'm ready for the big numbers. Yeah. Give me the big numbers. I'm ready for it. So that was huge, which also involved doing some subconscious work around the fear of success and, and that feeling of people pleasing yeah. and the responsibility, the fear of responsibility that comes with the big numbers, right? Mm -hmm. The big money, the big followers <laughs> that, and, and so this cancel culture, in, cancel culture. <laughs> I was going to say this ties in beautifully into like our part two of this conversation, right? Fearing the feedback. But yeah, but let's stop. So but, what was the thing that like, what was like your mic drop moment where you're finally like, boom. So I think it was a combination of things. So first off, setting my nervous system up for success. Number two, literally making a mindset shift because I realized I kept wanting the big numbers, but not wanting to put the energy into it. <laughs> yeah. I kept telling myself like, oh, but I hit 10 K so it should just happen. Or I'm active on this platform all the time. Why isn't it happening? But what I realized, and this is like number two, besides number one, getting your nervous system ready. Number two, create more than you consume. Yeah. Period. Uh -huh. And I know you teach this all the time, Molly, right? Like you have to like, and I realized I was spending a lot of time on Instagram, but guess what I was doing? I was teaching the algorithm that what I do on Instagram is consume, not create. Yeah. And I don't know if there's something to that either as well, but like, that's what it felt like for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number two, create more no, than you consume. And you, like I said, this is intentional of like a season, right? Like you probably won't yes. be in this season forever. No, exactly. And that's what I think was the limiting belief behind my process was if I start creating more content, I'm going to have to do that forever. Mm -hmm. And there's seasons of my life where I can't do that. So I don't want to quote unquote, teach the algorithm that I'm going to be doing this new thing and then pull back. That's I literally had all these thoughts, which again, I say and the algorithm. It's such, it's bullshit. I was about to say, what do I always say, Chelsea? Yes. Stop creating for the algorithm, create what yes. you want. I'm always like, don't worry about it. If I hear somebody say the word algorithm again, yes. I'm going to like Literally. take a shot. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> down two, it. <laughs> I think the word consistency gets really misconstrued yes. because I look at things in seasons, like you're in a growth season. So that's why I always tell people, I'm like, if you're on a six week wait list, you might just be like, we have, even for our Instagram management clients, we have two yes. levels of packages. One is called the presence package and it's four posts a week. That's all you get. Like, yep. we don't do any backend engagement. We don't post on your stories. We're not like, yes. and it's, it's just to have that consistent presence. You're probably not going to see a whole lot of growth. Like it's just, yep. you're already, you've already account. built. Yeah. Yes. You're in like coast mode right now. Then you yes. might ramp up and be in another growth phase. So consistency yes. doesn't mean unless you're a type A personality and you need that and that structure is what like, yes. you know, makes you tick. 
But I've heard people say before that consistency means it has to be the same day of the week, the same time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's not what consistency means at all. Yeah, not at all. And like you said, if it's helpful to create that schedule for yourself, yeah, then do it. Cool. Go for it. Um, I have like a loose schedule and that's because I weave it in between running a business. (laughs) For me, it does help me to have somewhat of a schedule. And if I don't stick to that schedule, I'm not like hard on myself. So, you know, creating, just making the decision to create more content, which is kind of like my number two pillar of like why I think things have finally started blowing up. And I just started having fun with content. I I noticed. I realized that the content that I was creating, I kept trying to like solve the world's problems in one 90 second reel every single time I posted. And it was so much. Now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just post often and it's going to be fun. And I'm going to find a trending audio and I'm going to do something that feels good. And rather than saving it for later, because Molly, how many of us have an entire library Mm -hmm. of once trending audios that are now collecting dust because we think, oh, I'm going to come back to that at least this was my experience, I would consume, consume, save, save, save. Oh, that's cute. I can do that. Oh, of course I can do that. Well, I can do that. I can do that. And I was never actually doing it. Um, Not me being very (laughs) guilty of the same thing. No, I love that too. Like I remember us having a conversation when you were like, oh, is it bad to post twice in one day? I like really feel inspired. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe you should space it out. And I was like, who cares? If, you, if you're if you in the mood, like go for it, dude. Go like, for and it. And then if you have a week where you're like, I don't feel like doing any of this, then don't. Yeah, then don't, exactly. And that difference where I'm like, I'm going to get on and scroll for five minutes. I don't even have to scroll maybe five reels, not even before I find one that's easy. Cause of course, Instagram knows your vibe and knows your, mm-hmm. your, what you like to do five within five reels. I find an audio or a trend that I love and I'm inspired to reproduce it, which is another big thing to get over. Like the whole point of trending content is multiple people doing the same exact thing. So get out of your head thinking you have to recreate the wheel. Like until you get to a point where you feel confident and comfortable creating your own like unique content. Mm-hmm. For me, it was really helpful to just be like, let go of all the rules and copy what that person is doing. Because there are millions of people on this app. And even if somebody sees the same thing, it doesn't matter because it's trending for a reason. Yeah, but you haven't been copying. That's not the right. You you put your own spin on it for sure. Yeah, like, maybe inspired is a better word. Yeah, like if no, you feel you inspired by... Copying is if you were like, I'm going to literally take the exact same text, the exact same caption. Like that's a no, no, obviously you, you, yours has been original and you haven't only been doing trends. I don't feel like, I feel like you've been doing some other stuff. Like you've been using the remixes are really easy to do. Yes. Um, yeah. I've just noticed like, and too, if you look at all your videos, like they're not perfect. Like it's not like this perfect thing. Like you can, it's just, I love it. I love that you've done. I chose action over overthinking it. Yes. I love it. Um, yeah, I, I think that's like a big, now I remember what I was going to say. I think that's a big, uh, myth of manifesting is like that you don't have to take action when it's like, <laughs> I am proof. Yeah. I thought I'm here. I am just manifesting the big numbers all year long. I'm here for the big numbers. I feel the big numbers. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. But I was never taking action. I was consuming a shit ton. I was posting mm. a lot on stories, which again, fell easy for me. And I just made the decision. 
-hmm. instead of posting a 30 second story, I'm going to post a 30 second reel. Yeah. I just made that decision and it relieved all of the perfectionist in me. It made the content really fun, really inspired. And I was able to change up. Now, again, I've been on the app for a really long time. I, I, for me, I got over like the fear of showing up a long time ago. And that was something that I worked on a long time ago. So like this decision to just take quote unquote messy action, which I thought I was really good at this year, I've gotten really damn good at it. Almost maybe to a fault where I've had to like reel it back a little bit taking messy action and just creating content and doing different forms of content. Like I'm shocked. Some of my remixes have kind of done really well. Like yeah. I never thought a remix was going to do that that well, but they really have. Mm -hmm. And that like surprises me. And those are um, so easy too. Those are so low lift. Like, Oh my God. One of them is me literally letting my cat pet my forehead and I'm just listening to the audio and sharing my thoughts. <laughs> In the, in the, the caption, you know, I didn't oh, do anything. Lily. She's the cutest. I didn't add any text. I, and also Instagram lately is glitching with text. I can't tell you how many times I do post I know. text. Mine too. And mm -hmm. it disappears. And then mm -hmm. I'm like, am I going to archive this and repost it? No, <laughs> maybe now if it's an, if it's an original reel and the, the caption's really important, I will do that. Cause I like download it before and I'm yeah. like, well, this doesn't make sense if there's no text there, but if it's something where it's just me, like adding my input to a, a remix, for example, I don't know why it's glitching. It's annoying as hell, but if it doesn't show up, whatever, yeah. I'm moving on. Or if I don't notice that it didn't show up until like the next day, I'm like, well, at this point it's already out there in the world. Maybe I can archive it in a couple of weeks and repost it with the actual text there. And yeah. I'm not going to worry about it because I'm going to be making new content anyway. Right. And maybe you know this, maybe you don't, but like, how long do you feel like you've been doing this? How often have you been posting? And yes, then like, I do know this. How I know this because it was such a specific, sorry. I didn't mean no, to I was you. just going to say how long before yeah. you kind of blew up, like, yeah, like started. It was mid December. And I will say, right. So we also have to consider like my personal story where I was at in life. Like we were nomads during the pandemic. We were shifting from working on yachts to renovating a home, becoming like, we laugh, we became land crabs again <laughs> after working and living on the ocean under the sea for so long. Well, fun um, fact, Chelsea's husband is still. Yes. He's uh, a first officer on Super Yacht. So he still works in, on board. They live in Panama. Yep. Panama. In, Panama. Um, we're in Central America and, you know, it, it was grounding down for the first time was a really symbolic thing for me. So now over a year later, pretty much almost a year to the date when we finished renovating and moved into our home was when I finally had the energy to start producing content again, where it was like, okay, I've coasted this year. I launched a new business. I did the damn thing. We renovated, we moved to Central America. Now I'm ready. Like now I'm in my zone. Like I've got my routine down. I'm kind of bored, to be honest. I'm like, I created my four-day work week. Like, what do I do with myself on my days off? I'm, and that's like a hard boundary for me. But it's like, well, how do I fill my free time now? And I thought, you know what? I'm going to make content on my free time because that feels fun again. Mm -hmm. And I've set my life up to be able to do that. And I have a home and I have hours. I have time, right? We're always either money rich or time rich. If we're lucky, we're both rich. All of a sudden now I'm like, okay, I have time. 
I have time to put into this. I have a space literally with like a light ring. And like, I, I have for the first time my little mm. setup and it doesn't have to be that way. But for me, energetically, I felt like I'm set up to create content again. Well, and you have a place to send them, right? Like a lot of things yes. we talk about on this is like popularity doesn't pay the bills. Like who cares? Like I just looked you're at 22.8 thousand followers. It's like, who cares if you're, if it's not actually converting to dollars, yes. um, because we aren't full-time influencers, right? Like we have a business. Yes. So, and I'll let you talk about more about this at the very end, but like, you've got the yep. gut health agency now, which is what I'm a part of. Um, you've got your membership. You you're, yep. are still doing some one-on-one coaching or nope, no, it's just the two got okay. health agency okay. and the membership. Yep. And I was just scrolling through your feed, Chelsea. And it was like, 19 hours ago, one day ago, four days yep. ago, four days ago, four days ago, like three, three posts in a row. And there's like six yeah. days ago. So I love that. Like you're like this perfect example of it doesn't have to be this rigid schedule. And I also yep. love that you've been doing the quote graphics. It's a simple yes. white background, black yes. text. That's one of my main problems is like, I try to be so like, you know, I could never just have like one template and use it. I feel like I always had to be like, Make redesigning it, it and all that. I'm like, that's yep. so dumb. Like yep. how much time have I wasted? Same. In it has Canada? to be on brand and it has to look pretty and the feed has to look pretty. And for a yeah. while, I think Instagram was a oh, little yeah. bit it, about yeah, that. It was. Yeah. There was but, to that. And, and I do still think you need to have, you know, it cohesiveness a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Just, just a level of like, especially I think with my health and wellness providers, it's like, is this person going to be sloppy with my care if they're sloppy right. with their, so I well, think there's a like, level of professionalism, right? Yeah, it's like, like, how would you line, line, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. also I'm like, I think about all the time I've wasted. That's why my team is so great. Cause they'll like get, they can get things done in like four times. Like it takes me like four times longer because I'll move a text box. Over. And I'm not a perfectionist. Like, you know me too. I'll be like, I'll move yeah. a text box over or like, yes, I'm going to move it again. Yeah. Or I'm going to put this, I'm like, Molly, yes, do it. And the, the great thing is with those text <clears throat> things, right? It's like, in my mind, I thought, what is shareable and what hits for people? Simple little things. And I realized like, you shared this in your stories the other day, easy to read font, and even, I mean, I had paid a designer years ago to create these like templates for me. They were hard to read. They were confusing. The font was too like light. They weren't heavy enough. And the contrast, color scheme, yeah. yeah, there wasn't enough contrast. And even like the lines of the letters were too like, they were, it was too light. Like it wasn't a, you know, like I look at this bold, this is like a bold, thick font, yeah. you know, versus their sub font up here. You can barely even read right. a lighter text, you know? So it's like, it's not just the contrast, but it's also the weight. That's, I think mm. that's the proper word, the yeah. weight of the text. And yeah. I thought, you know what? Black and white. Like it doesn't have to, like, let me just keep this super simple. And once I started doing that, people started sharing, sharing them. Sharing them. Mm-hmm. So um, that was really important. And then I, I'll, I guess I'll step it forward now. So getting your nervous system ready for the growth, choosing to just take messy action. So you asked the question, when did this start and how often did I do it? It started right before Christmas, about one year to the date that we moved in after renovating our home, where I finally just made the decision to start posting multiple times a day. Because like you said, I was getting in my head, how often can I be doing this? And I had seen big influencers start saying, you have to post multiple times a day. And that I had a reaction to that. So I was like, well, F you, I don't have to do anything. (laughs) But for me personally, there was this excitement and I was getting in my head of like, oh, I want to post twice today. I have the energy for it. 
I don't always have the energy for it. Is that going to work against me? And I just thought, you know what? If I've got the energy for this, I'm going to do it. Sometimes I post up to three times a day. Yeah. Like you said, it's like, and then I'll have a day where I don't post at all, which I try not to be too drastic. I'm definitely posting every single day. Maybe once a week, I'm not posting a story if I'm like really burnt out, but I have things batched. So I'm not creating content every single day, which also has mm. helped me. If I go to my drafts, I'm like, oh, I've got a couple reels drafted, um, you know, on my Canva. I know I've got like an easy text that I can always pull down. Like if I'm lounging on the couch on a Sunday, it's easy for me to just like pull Push a text out. down and just send yeah. it out. Yeah. And that's, really that's why I teach batching a little differently. I like to have a reserve of evergreen content. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what evergreen means, it just means it's something that can be used anytime yes. for when I'm not feeling inspired and I can just yes. hit the tap of a button and it can be done. That's I'm so too. excited. I'm actually sitting down Thursday with one of the newest members of my team to batch out my own content. Yes. Cause I don't follow my own damn advice. Um, yes. because I'm in that space too. Like I've got you to yep. help me with, so that's, yep. this will be a perfect segue into our the next topic. And the, this might yeah. end up being like split into two episodes. I don't know, but the fear of showing up. So let me just yeah. read this. Let me read this text to you because I realize it's something I'm scared of too. Yeah. It's funny. As you pull that up, Molly, let me just add before, I yeah. think there is one more important pillar here to like the logistics of it. And that really is engagement. And your engagement checklist was the foundation for this. And I will say the one thing that I did differently that, that kind of held me back from the past was feeling like my engagement always had to be really meaningful. And I just decided to start engaging on people's content with emojis. And I, I won't recommend doing that all the time. And I really don't do it. But for a period of time, I thought, I want to get my name out there. And I changed my Instagram handle. So like there was this very intentional, like, I've got a new name and I want it to pop up on people's feeds. So I would engage with an emoji, like a hand clap. Like I was genuinely engaging with their content. It was me going to their content, seeing their content and like hand clapping or celebrating it. But I let go of it having to be like a really meaningful full sentence, which for me personally felt like a drain. And when I made this shift of where I'm, where am I going to put most of my energy? It was, I'm going to engage with as many people as possible, genuinely. So it was me posting emojis, but I'm not, I'm going to let go of it having to be like a really serious comment because that was kind of holding me back from engaging at all. It was holding me back from engaging at all. So I thought, how can I make engagement a little bit easier for myself? Simultaneously, I can redirect that energy into creating content. So every time before I post, I use your engagement checklist. Again, it is genuine engagement. Maybe it's an emoji to say, hey, I'm here. I'm supporting your content. I don't really have the energy in me to like put a whole paragraph, but I'm cheering you on. And yeah. that made it easier for me at the time to just open up the floodgates to getting my name in front of more people, more consistently, more accounts, whilst I was also then creating more content and posting more often, more regularly. I think that eventually... I also think some way, somehow I was in the doghouse on Instagram. I don't know. It seemed like all of a sudden by implementing number one, the choice to engage with more people by just making it easier for me and creating more content more regularly in a diversified way and essentially taking what I was doing on stories and just putting it in reels. It felt like all of a sudden by doing that, 
I'm not kidding for about three weeks. Cause you asked, when did that change? It was about the first week of January when all of a sudden my content was getting more engagement Yeah, than it had for the entire year of 2022. So I do think there must've been some kind of like, whether I was some shift. blacklisted or whatever for something, I don't know. There was some shift that happened. And then I had a couple reels do really well. And I had one reel in particular go viral for no like particular reason. It's ha- it, it like, and my, my definition of going viral, it's had like a hundred thousand views, which is like more than anything. Well, the definition of viral is just like a significant amount more than normal. Like there's no yeah. like number. Yeah. So, and that really, really helped, but that didn't, that didn't happen until probably like the end of January, beginning February. So it was about six weeks of consistently engaging, posting multiple times, engaging, posting, engaging, posting without getting stuck in my head about it. Just literally doing what you teach on your engagement checklist that all of a sudden, boom, the floodgates open and all of a sudden that, that mysterious (laughs) floodgates that I thought was going to open at the moment I hit 10K, which didn't happen, it did happen. But that's because I was now putting intentional energy into it. And the place that I was creating content from wasn't just creating content for shits and giggles, but but because I was enjoying it and I was having yeah. fun with it. And I think people were feeling that. And it was it was landing for people. Like the yeah. same things that I've been saying for the last 10 years, I'm not right. saying it yeah. differently. Yeah. You but didn't I, change your message. No, I'm just coming from a different place and saying it more often and being gutsy with it, being bold with it. I made the internal decision to just not be afraid of cancel culture and what people's reactions are. So now let's lead into this fear of showing up. Yeah. Because that's so the last piece I think, of it. Okay. So we're going to wrap up part one of this um, two-part interview with you, just because I think it's just so important And this is going to segue perfectly into the next episode where we're going to talk about, you did have the reel that went viral. You got some ugly comments. Mm -hmm. Um, And then right about the same time, I got, you know, a a really, um, a text from a client. And so I'm going to read that on the next episode. So like I said, make sure you tune into part two of this, where we're going to talk more on the subconscious work that you can do yourself. You don't have to have a practitioner or therapist or whatever. Um, Chelsea's going to give us some things you can do yourself to really work through that fear of showing your face on camera and the fear of the trolls. So yes, stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Holistic Marketing Simplified, brought to you by Holistic Marketing Hub, our hybrid program that supports you with personalized coaching, caption templates, and virtual classrooms. In this program, we teach health and wellness professionals how to fish, but we also bait their hook. Head to holisticmarketinghub.com to learn more and use code podcast for $100 off. And hey, you know how every podcaster at the very end of their episode asks you to rate and review their podcast? Well, that's because it's super important. These podcasts take a lot of time and heart and effort to produce to bring you free information. So in order for me to be able to continue doing that, we need more people to find out about the show. So if you could, please just take like two minutes out of your very busy day to leave me a rating and share this on your Instagram stories and tag at Molly A. Cahill. That's C-A-H-I-L-L. I would greatly, greatly appreciate your support. I truly appreciate you so much. I know your time is valuable and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Premium being done.